As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Progress is certainly messy, and this definitely comes out when we are working on our own personal habits. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 172, Narrowing In and Buckling Down on Your Personal Habits with Rachel Nielsen. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. A few months ago, our theme was habits and forming ones that really count and how to go about doing so. Well, I hope you haven't given up on yourself if you are all over the place in developing those habits, because the problem there is that you are human (laughs) and you're not going to go about forming new habits perfectly. I don't know if that was a newsflash for you, but I hope you know that everybody struggles implementing new habits in their lives and it's messy to grow and work on yourself. Today, my dear friend, Rachel Nielsen of the 3 and 30 podcast is back on the show. She's been with us before to talk about how this has played out in her own life. She's been working on her own personal habits a lot because of having some big moments where she realized it was time and it was necessary both for her happiness and her health and for her very own podcast to work on these personal habits and in a way that would actually propel them forward. So what we're going to do today is talk about how to narrow in and buckle down, meaning how to narrow in on what really matters in your life that you need to work on and how to buckle down on those things in a way that you are actually propelled to move forward. Rachel has become a very dear friend, and we are going to give you a little teaser near the end about some great things we have coming for you. Before we dive in, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Even if you have really, really big goals, it's actually the small ways you engage in your life, the personal habits and routines that you have that pave or break the way for you to get there. The two most important personal habits that I have worked on so hard the last year plus that have changed everything for me are my social media habit and my sleep habits. Both of those have demanded a lot of work, but I have 
two free challenges for you that will help you do the same, either one of these habits that you need to work on in doable ways. Go to my website about progress.com slash free and you can sign up for either the sleep makeover or the social media challenge. And you can work on changing the way that you are engaging in these habits in doable ways and then go towards those bigger goals that are just waiting for you around the corner. We are nearing the end of the month, which also means it's our open window for enrolling in the progress program. My progress program is my small group growth coaching for women, where we go through all the things that are holding you back in your life and your personal growth. I love doing the small group growth coaching because it's so intimate and individualized. Each week I cater our topics and coaching to the individual needs of the group. So if you're ready to move beyond mass meets all coaching, come and join us in this small group setting and let's see you grow exponentially. I am Rachel Nielsen. I'm a podcaster. I have a podcast called three and 30 takeaways for moms. It's three takeaways in each 30 minute episode. And I love doing that. Like you, I was a former high school English teacher. So it's just Mm -hmm. been really fun to get to teach again in that format. And I'm also a mom. I have a seven-year-old Noah who's adopted and a four-year-old Sally who was conceived with IBF. And so the road to motherhood was difficult, but it's the best. I just love being a mom and having these two crazy little kids. Yeah. And, you know, we met years ago, um, Power of Moms website. You were an editor with them, and I submitted an article. And you are such an incredible connector and cheerleader and encourager of people. We struck this internet friendship. We've collaborated a ton since then. We've met twice in real life, um, which Mm -hmm. was so nice. So I'm really, really grateful that we are friends and now um, collaborators, and you've just made such a difference in my life personally and professionally. So that's my little, I love you, Rachel. Thank you for being back on the show again. Oh, thank you so much. I know it, it's kind of amazing that we've only met twice because I feel like we're such good friends, which is yeah. so great with the internet. Like you that really know someone, um, even if you've only been together twice. So it's been so great to have Um, a buddy on the podcasting journey. It's been a huge help to me. So thank you for that. Well, great. I'm glad that's feeling as mutual. So a few months ago, my theme of the month was work on your habits. We talked about changing things that are happening in your life, whether that is based in routines, maybe it's personal, maybe it's um, with health and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And and you and I were talking um, just in our usual way on our phones about how you were recently trying to implement some habits. And I just thought, this is what we need to hear. We need to hear what it looks like and how that relates to our current theme, which is progress is messy. And I think you have been especially good at realizing and taking stock of your life and realizing what you wanted to focus on personally and also professionally, but we're going to talk more about the personal stuff first and how you have been working on cultivating those habits. So how about we rewind a little bit? What did it look like for you a few months ago? Where were you at in your life? Um, and and how, yeah, what was going on where you realized, whoa, time to narrow in on these habits? I'm just laughing because I remember vividly having a boxer conversation with you and telling you that I was so excited that that was your theme of the month because I was, you know, killing it on my habits. I was, yeah. I was starting, you know, 
10 different new things and we were going to have morning routines. And I was getting up before the kids. We were like having a night routine where we were reading the scriptures as a family, all these things. And it was revolutionizing my life. And then now it's like two or three months later and none of those habits have really stuck around. And I'm just like, oh, why is it so hard? It Mm -hmm. really is. It's just messy Mm -hmm. to try to get habits and routines to stick. And especially when I am not, I am somebody that does not naturally have routines at all. Um, And yeah, I once did a personality profile that, that described it to me that I am a perpetual is what they called it. And that, so basically, yeah, a perpetual. So basically I don't have a natural sense of time and I don't have a natural (laughs) sense of like rhythm. And it's so true. It is so true. And, um, people who are perpetuals, they like, they don't feel natural breaks in their day. Like when they should stop working, when they should eat meals, when they just like get completely consumed with whatever project they're working on. And they really just don't have a natural knack for routines. That is fascinating. Yeah. And it's been just like having that defined for me Mm -hmm. has been really helpful as I've thought about how like just, yes, that's totally me. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult for me to build habits. And so, but I, I do feel it's so important to, but it, it's a lot of extra work for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what like percentage of people would be. So the opposite of perpetual is finite people that are finite. And I wonder how it breaks down and how many people are perpetuals. But um, yeah, like, so forming habits is very difficult for me. But like you said, I've been working very hard at it in the last month, trying Mm -hmm. to really buckle down, hone in on some habits and get some routines in my life that will bless me personally. And hopefully then that will bless my work and my children and everything else in my life as well. Yeah, I think that perspective definitely helps. But I mean, it's so easy to lose sight of that. I'm just really I love that you're straight up just sharing. Wow, I'm not doing great at this. It's really hard. It's um, not straightforward. And I think that's what people need to hear. Because when you think it's supposed to be easy, and you have a hard month, or maybe you do really well for a week, and then you do really terribly for two or three, you just want to give up right? Because you think, oh, I'm doing this wrong. But for you, when I first, when you said you were starting like 10 new routines at once, I mean, maybe that was part of the issue for you. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So how have you narrowed in on that now? So there's still so many things that I would like to be doing that I honestly, I feel like I should be doing that most people probably do. Um, like getting up before my kids, having any sort of like a morning routine with my kids. My son is late to school pretty much every day. I hate it, but I haven't changed it. Um, so like there's all of these different things like that, but Mm -hmm. I can't do it all at once, like you said. And so really the two things that I have been working on the hardest lately is, um, walking going for a walk every single day and moving my body and making that a habit and a routine as well as managing my social media use Mm. and basically um getting myself like breaking my addiction to instagram basically and i'm just starting with those two habits and doing my best at those and then 
over time, hopefully I can tackle the rest of those things that I sometimes feel like probably every mom in America is doing this well, except for me. I know that's not true, but that's, that's how it feels. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I'll just start with these two that are really important to my own self-care. And then hopefully that will like radiate out into the lives of my family as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, we were saying when you start this thing and you go, you're going full throttle and you have the 10 new habits or 20 or whatever, all the routines all at once, you're not narrowing in. You're not being focused. And, you know, pure science talks about self-control. You only have a finite you know, we're using that word in a different way, but you only have a finite amount of self-control in a given day. Mm. And if you use that all up at the beginning of the day by doing 10 new routines in the morning, it's gone. And it like Mm. literally is gone. It's pure science. And so that's why I love that you're talking about it's just one or two at a time. And as you create that real habit, then it becomes natural and you don't have to use your self-control. And then you can shift that to something else. Has that played out for you? Yes, definitely. And that and I do feel like that's why I so passionately want routines and habits, even though they don't come naturally to me, because I've seen when it's just systematized, then you aren't using that self-control anymore to try to force things to happen. It's just they just happen. It's just Mm -hmm. part of your system. And that's what I I desperately want. And that's what I'm working towards is getting some more of those habits in my life. Mm hmm. So what would you tell people who, you know, were like you a few months ago and like me too, I go through this as well. So you're not, you're not just being highlighted here as the bad example. This is normal. It's human nature. But let's go back to someone who is looking at this big long list of things they want to work on and that they know they need to. It's not just they want, like they need to, their life needs it. Um, how can they direct themselves to narrow in on the things that are most vital to moving forward in the end? Mm. That is such a good question. I, I feel like what has, what helped me to narrow in on my two that I wanted to focus on was just thinking about how, if I could control if I could control these aspects of my life, the domino effect that it would have elsewhere. And so for some people, I do feel like that might be like their morning routine or something. Like think about what, if I changed just one thing, what would have the biggest domino effect on everything else? And, um, I have a bunch of health problems. And so I recognized that like, until I am in a better health place, I can't expect myself to have the self, the discipline and the energy to make all these other changes. And so everything, my son can continue to be late to school. I need to walk every single day and get into a better spot with my health. Mm -hmm. Um, And similarly, I really felt like my Instagram usage was getting out of control to the point that it was affecting my ability to be a mom and to be present. And when I thought about the dissatisfaction that I was feeling as a mom and just feeling really not aligned with my values as a mom, Mm. I thought like, okay, this is such a big, broad thing that I'm feeling like not aligned with my values, but what is the one thing that could help? And I thought if I could just get off Instagram, I think that would help me to be a more present mom. And it totally has. So I I guess I kind of looked at my pain points in my life, my health, 
and then not feeling present with my family and just decided on one habit that I thought would have the biggest domino effect on all the rest of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I said, if you focus hard on those, I think eventually you can start to add other ones in. Yeah. And that is what we talked about in the, in um, that month that we talked about habits, our habits are buildable. It really is just one at a time. And, you know, I'm looking back and I had a year ago, I was realizing that I could now work on my bit, like my podcast was a business and I created real goals that I wanted to do. And I had this big, long list of things I wanted to do and needed to do in order to move it forward. And then I was prompted Mm. to like by my business coach at the time, his name is Preston Pugmire. I was prompted to say, okay, what is one thing that will get everything else moving? And for me, Mm. that was better sleep. And it wasn't even on my list (laughs) of things to do and change and work on. It was sleep. And I think that's what you just described to people. Like, look at your list and think of one thing that will propel everything else forward, even just a little bit. And I love mm. when you figured that out was um, for you. Uh, yes. So amazing. It's so revolutionary, right? Just realizing, wow, it really can be one or two things at very most. Yeah. And even just yesterday, I went for my walk and... I was feeling really, really anxious about, I think I, it's, it's hard to pin that down on but but life stuff, but also work stuff, just really like physically and emotionally very anxious before I left for my walk. And I just walked really hard and long and fast. And I noticed when I got back that I had walked it out, like the anxiety was gone. Uh And so I don't think that when I started with that habit, I thought like this will also help with my mental health and it will Mm -hmm. help me be more like grounded and clear in my work. And, but that's the result that it's had. If you start to notice, I feel so much better immediately after I exercise. So it's no longer this really long-term benefit. It's an immediate benefit. And that will get you to do the things that you want to do on a daily basis is noticing the immediate benefits that they're having in your life. Mm. It's like a science experiment, right? You just even look at the logic, um, you know, what's happening from these experiments? What are the results? So let's talk about buckling down. Like if you can't be motivated from the long-term perspective of being a healthy old person, um, (laughs) for for you, what helped you get motivated to really buckle down on those one to two habits that you knew you needed to focus on? I feel like I had a bit of like a, a breaking point or like an aha moment where I was laying in bed early one morning and my heart was just pounding so hard. Mm. Everybody else in the house was asleep and I just realized something has got to change. Like I have to make some shifts in the amount of stuff I'm taking on, in the way I'm taking care of my body and of myself. And like I can't continue pushing myself at this speed and – And so that was like a very physical reminder of what needed to change as well as kind of like a moment I can pin it on. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.
But then I think that the second thing that happened was that I really gave myself permission Mm -hmm. to do whatever it took to make those changes, including letting go of some really big important things that I, my mind was saying, you're not allowed to stop. You're not allowed to stop doing those things. But I had to push back against that and say, yes, I can. I can. Mm -hmm. I can stop. I can buckle down and narrow in on these habits that I need that need to be changed and everything else can wait. And it was, it's really empowering to realize that there's almost nothing in your life that you can't stop doing <laughs> if you really need to. I don't know what it is. We don't believe that we're allowed to stop and we're allowed to evaluate our lives and take a new direction. But that's what I decided to do. And it was a great decision for me. So I'm particularly referring to I decided to take a month off from airing new episodes of my podcast, I basically just took like a big step back from all of it, which, you know, the the experts say, like, you you shouldn't do that. Like, if you're gaining momentum, and your audience is counting on it, and like, you shouldn't stop right when you're, you know, right when everything's growing. And so those voices were in my head, but I just had to push them away and say, nope, my health, my life, it's all more important. And my work and the podcast can wait for a little while. Yeah. I I just want to emphasize for people that that is a hugely courageous decision. You know, from a podcaster to a podcaster, that is not a small thing, especially when you have been so committed to this and it's doing so well and it's growing um, to, to step back and let go of something that is so important to you because of something that matters even more. I, I, it's just so admirable to me. And I hope people fully understand what a big deal that is. But I also hope it gives them permission. And this is something you did in one of your own episodes. You talked about this before you took your break. I hope they can give themselves permission to let things go. And I love for you. And what you're what you're teaching us here is that buckling down means letting go of a lot of Mm. other things that you think matter and really don't. For me, it's been a clean house. Like that does Mm. matter to me. It still matters. But what has mattered even more is, you know, doing these things we're talking about, Um, taking some time for myself, uh, reading a book or doing some work or whatever it is. I'm letting go of some things that do matter, but not as much as something else. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. Buckling down is letting go and narrowing in on (laughs) those few things because you can only do a few things at a time. And sometimes you have to let a lot of other stuff go. Amen. Um, so let's actually talk about this a little bit more with uh, with you recently taking that big break. Um, how has it been for you as you've done that? Like, I, I'm sure it hasn't been a straightforward thing like, oh, this is so great. It's so easy. I made a really hard decision. I feel awesome about it. I'm growing so much. Um, so what does it really look like? And how has it still been worthwhile for you to really narrow in on those things you needed to while also letting go of other things? Yeah, it was, um, it was, I'd say the first week or so was really kind of tough emotionally because I think a lot of times we are, we busy ourselves with work that's important to us, work that we love, but we're avoiding things that we don't want to feel or we don't want to deal with. And so it kind Mm. of surprised me that the first few days I kind of crashed emotionally and just 
It's like I let all of these things finally catch up to me that I had been avoiding and not wanting to think about. Yeah. And so I had to kind of sort through some of that and then just just grappling with like, is my value only in being productive? Like, so when I'm not being productive, am I still valuable? And who am I without my work and all those things? I mean, I kind of had to sort through all of that. I also felt really angry at myself at times because here I was supposedly taking this pause, but I was still working way too hard behind the scenes on my podcast stuff. Uh And I'm like, so I just felt mad. Like, you'll never change. Like, why don't you change? You're not supposed to be doing this right now. You're supposed to be resting. Why can't you rest? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so there were just days when I just felt frustrated and like, I'm never going to be able to change. But if you just stick with it and like by the end of my pause, I felt so rejuvenated by it. I could definitely, although there were many things that I did not accomplish during that time that I, and here we go talking about accomplishments again. Yeah. Like I'm so there, (laughs) there's so many things that I didn't like one. I really wanted to like get through some of my courses that I've bought about productivity. And like, so the idea being that I could learn some systems to get ahead on my life so that when I entered back in, I would have like some systems in place to handle it all. And honestly, I didn't get to those programs and courses, and that was kind of frustrating to me. But when I look back, I'm like, there's so many valuable things. I'm not the same person that I was a month ago. Hmm. And particularly with the walking and with the social media, I'm like, even if just those two things came out of it, it's worth it. And I didn't need to get, I did make a list before I started of all the things that I hoped that the month would bring me. And I didn't get to all those things, but that's okay. Because progress is messy, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so what are you going to do differently now? So um, I realized during this break, I feel like we talk a lot, you know, in self-development, self-help type work, we talk a lot about the importance of having boundaries and having boundaries with other people and saying no and knowing your limits. But what I realized during this break was that the person that I need to have boundaries with the most is myself. And Hmm. that that's like, I'm actually quite good at having boundaries with other people. Now it's something that I've worked on and learned and developed, but that I need to have some firm boundaries with myself and stick to them. Just like I would like, just like I wouldn't, I wouldn't work for a boss till one or two in the morning. I need to have that same boundary with myself and say like, no, you're done. You're done at whatever time. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm honestly thinking about, I need to sit down and write these out, but like, you will not work after your kids are in bed. You will, you will be with your husband and, um, get your life in order and get stuff ready for the next day. Because as we talked about, that's really difficult for me. It's my instinct. I'm a perpetual. It's my instinct to just jump right back into work. Cause I love work, but I need to have firmer boundaries with myself over what is healthy, what is best for me and what is best for my family. And that's something that I really took away from the pause is that I want to sit down and write out what my boundaries are for myself with my time. That is so phenomenal. And I'm even thinking internally boundaries and how you uh, talk to yourself and you view yourself. If you wouldn't take a boss talking to you a certain way, why would you talk to yourself that way? Um, Completely. Right? 
Oh yes. man, that is so good, Rachel. Yeah. And I also feel like I've had, I have a really firm boundary with myself now around social media. That's been so, so, so great. Just, I've just been checking it once per day. And, um, I, I just, I just get on Instagram and I do what needs to be done. You know, I choose a good time and I download the app and I get on and I do what needs to be done. And then I get off and I erase the app. And I, a lot of people have said to me, like, why are you erasing the app? It's a mind game maybe, but for me, it's been the only thing. I mean, I've tried to have Instagram rules with myself before that haven't worked. This has worked and it's lasted me, you know, the whole month of April and then now into May that I feel very good about that boundary that I've set for myself and that kind of that system I've put in place that I want to continue. Okay. So I'm going to use your own lingo on you. My takeaway, one of my big takeaways of what you just said here is that you just need to know who you are. You need to know what motivates you. You need to know how you engage in your thought processes. You need to know, Mm -hmm. um, what really matters to you and what your values are. You need to know what your weaknesses are and your strengths. And then with that, be intentional about how you're going about implementing these things. And that's where the buckling down comes in, you know, really narrowing in on what actually matters, what you're going to let go of, and then and then um, holding yourself to it in ways that are going to work for you and not for someone else down the street. Yes. And like you said, knowing yourself helps you to know what systems to put in place for yourself when you really know yourself. Like just knowing that I'm a perpetual has helped so much. It's helped me to not be mad at myself for that. I'm like, yeah, this is the way I'm wired and I need Mm -hmm. to work with it. And I need to know, like Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I need to set an alarm on my phone to remind me to eat meals. It's kind of sounds ridiculous, but if I don't do that, then I just work and I don't stop to eat. And so I, now I know that about myself And so I can put these little systems in place to help me to take better care of myself. So a lot of my listeners are not really going after a personal business. So I hope what they're taking away from what we're discussing here is, like like we just said, knowing yourself, um, what matters, letting go, buckling down, um, really being intentional. But for you, I wanted to know personal growth specifically, how has it... um, mattered to you and your focus on your own personal growth? How has it changed things for you? Yeah, I feel like, um, so much of who I am, I I've always been, you know, and like even this perpetualness, this was how I was before I had a podcast. It was, you know, I would like be working on some other project, like even like organizing photos or journals or whatever. And I would just completely lose myself in it, you know? And so I, I do feel like these principles are pretty universal yes. for whatever it is that you're working on. Um, I do too. And, but, but I think that it's easy for me sometimes to think because I get so sucked in to projects that I should just not take on projects anymore. Like that's kind of the default is like, hmm. well, I get so sucked in that I just need to stop doing anything extra or anything that excites me and just be really present with my family and not... And, but the truth is I am not happy when I live that way. Like I have to be, I have to be growing and developing. Um, and even though it is really messy doing that and learning how to do that. And like, I have never been pushed so much as doing a podcast, you know, like every day I'm doing something that scares me, something that's hard for me. I'm getting rejected. I'm getting, 
And sometimes I'm just like, ew, like, I just want to stop doing all this growth. But I also (laughs) know. I'm laughing because I I know this feeling so well. (laughs) It's so hard. It's so hard. And it's like, wouldn't it be easier if I just like stop doing that and just watch TV or whatever um, all day? No, I like, I wouldn't be happy. You know, I wouldn't be happy without an outlet. Mm -hmm. And um, so to answer your question, personal development, as messy as it's been, it's been, it's a challenge that makes me happy. And it makes me a happier mom. It makes me a happier human when I know that I'm pushing myself and stretching myself and growing every single day. Wow. Well, this is where I know we are twins. You know, this is how I feel. This is this is as if I had said it myself. And what I hope my listeners feel too, regardless of what that looks like for you, pushing yourself and 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 not enjoying the mess, but enduring it well with that perspective in mind, it does change everything. Rachel, I'm so glad you were on the show again. And you know what? We have to tell people a little sneak peek here. Um, Rachel and I have been friends online for sure. We have collaborated and helped each other a lot, but we are becoming business partners. And I don't know yeah. if we can say much more beyond that right now, but... <laughs> I mean, this is your little teaser. There's some big stuff coming um, for yep. you. So we're excited and stay tuned. Anything else you want to add yes, on that? Definitely. No, just that I'm super excited about it. It's we're working on a project that has pushed both of us and yeah. again, messy uh-huh. growth, but it's, it's going to be awesome. So everybody stay tuned. Fantastic. All right, Rachel, where can people find you? And um, I, I mean, I'm sure they all know you. I just feel like everybody knows you, but where can they find you? So you can find me and not everybody knows me. Let me just start out by saying that. Okay. And you can, you can find me on um, my podcast is three in 30 takeaways for moms. And it's in any podcast app, or you can go to three in 30 podcast.com. Fantastic. Thanks again, Rachel. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow. Let's take your learning to the next level. Print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website about progress.com slash free. Also join our free and private Facebook group called a work in progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website about progress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. You do have something of great value to share with this community, and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Um... And, and if you want to go back before that, we can, if I was cutting out while I was introducing you know myself. Let's just do the whole dang thing again. Yes. Do that because okay. I do think you cut out a little bit. So yeah, let's start from the, from the intro and then we'll just take it from there and I won't be so dumb. You're making me okay. nervous. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. It's not okay. like you, you don't, you talk to me every single day. I know. You know? I don't know why <laughs> I'm just being dumb. All right. So tell me who you are, Rachel. Um, power of moms. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, it sounded Uh wrong for a second.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.